What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we discuss the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From the independent scene to NXT, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspectives, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in all of pro wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. Shut the hell up! This is the not another wrestling podcast here are your hosts sean mcchesney and cj palmasano all right let's get to it episode number 11 oh good god the things we just went through an hour ago oh this past hour of the past hour exactly of the not another wrestling podcast sean mcchesney CJ Palmasano. Are your host. Got a lot to talk about today in the world of professional wrestling. Don't forget to follow us on our new social media accounts. We'll follow us at Twitter at TNA WP, not the TNA associated with Impact Wrestling. No, because we're better. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, Facebook at the Not Another Wrestling Podcast and, and Instagram, Instagram as well. And the Instagram, the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Exactly. So make sure to follow us on all of our social media. Again, got a lot to talk about today, CJ. Two podcasts in one week. That's my fault. I apologize. Anyway, um, <laughs> Survivor Series NXT TakeOver War Games just a few days away. A lot of changes to Survivor Series. This episode should be all WWE. Yeah, pretty uh, much. A lot to talk about with WWE as well. Uh, we will get to last night's SmackDown, which I, for the first time in a long time, decided to just sit down and watch. And a lot of it had to do with, obviously, what happened the night before. But I was like, you know what? Let me watch. It's the TakeOver. It's, it's the... Uh, go home show before Survivor Series. Let's see what happens. It was the most bizarre and entertaining SmackDown I've seen in a long time. But what a way to make people really excited for Survivor Series. Exactly. So we'll get to that. Uh, we will get to a few things on Raw, which again, it, it didn't even come close to Survivor Series, but there are a few things that we need to mention. Obviously, we will discuss War Games. We'll do our predictions here on the show. And of course, at the very end, we will do our predictions for Survivor Series as well. We'll, we'll go with uh, what we currently see on the TakeOver card. I know that Matt Riddle and Cassius Ono have been rumored for TakeOver, but it hasn't been officially announced. It'll probably be announced tonight, tonight. on NXT's uh, T Go Home show for War Games, right. but as we are recording this, we're doing this before it aired. Right, and if it doesn't get official, well, then shut up. Um, we'll put it on the social media accounts of who we think will win that match, but yes, it's pretty we'll, easy. We'll have, we'll have all, it's pretty easy who we think will win that I'll match. I'll have all the predictions out on social media and on SoundCloud as well um, before the events even take place. I'll have them out separately as well uh, after this full edition is released. Uh, and CJ, as as you mentioned, uh, now that we have finally calmed down, uh, it yes. took us an hour, but we are going to WrestleMania. We do have hour our tickets. Hour and 15 minutes. Hour and 15 minutes. Thanks, Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster. Get your asses together. Yes. Um, get your gear and get it together. But now that we have our tickets, we've calmed down a little bit. We're now ready to do a podcast. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's start with the way Monday Night Raw went off the air, and it was with the SmackDown invasion of Raw, the women invading Monday Night Raw, which... Stone cold. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is the best thing going on on the main roster yes. right now. Here is my thing, and I want to start with the invasion, and it's going to lead into what we're going to talk about with, of course, Becky Lynch now being out of Survivor Series. Do you really call it an invasion, though? It really wasn't much of an invasion. And that's the thing. There really hasn't been as much of a buildup to this Survivor Series as we can remember. You go back two years ago, great buildup to Survivor Series. Last, La last year, year was pretty good. Great buildup to Survivor Series with the SmackDown under siege, followed by Raw invading SmackDown on the Go Home Show of SmackDown. I think the reason that you know we don't really have a whole big invasion thing, or you know, because again we mentioned it last uh, the previous episode. Uh, there just wasn't a whole lot of time in between. You know, you had yeah. Evolution, and then the following Friday you had Crown Jewel. And then after that, two weeks later, 
uh, in the coming up is Survivor Series, which is this weekend. Also, not to mention too, the original plans for Survivor Series weren't Raw versus SmackDown, so the plans were altered very quickly. So because I, of Roman Reigns, because of Roman Reigns, so I, I can understand it to that point. But if there was going to be no Raw retaliation last night, and there wasn't, what was the point for them to do what they did on Raw? Leads me to my point now: Becky Lynch leading the SmackDown women into Raw, starting the huge brawl in the ring, and then. Well, the botch of the year. <laughs> well, it's possible that maybe Raw was going to retaliate, or at the very least, Ronda was going to show up. Yeah. But maybe after they found out the severity of Becky's injuries, they probably just decided to, to do what they did last night and to have Becky handpick her opponent, which, again, yeah, like you said, uh, kind of makes Raw not retaliate. The Raw women, at it least, makes Raw look weaker. Yeah, it makes them look weaker, but. They probably just had to do what was best so Becky can heal up and they, they can still have someone face well, uh, Ronda it, on Sunday. It didn't necessarily have to be the Raw women coming in. It could have been the Raw men coming in to, to steal the show. Because originally I thought when AJ and Daniel were scheduled to have that match, I originally thought there'd be a winner. Probably Daniel Bryan. And we'll get to that uh, separately in a second. But... <coughs> I thought the Raw guys were coming in after. That's what I thought was going to happen. Raw would invade the WWE title It's not a bad idea, but it makes more sense for the Raw women to show up. It does, but again, like you said, with the severity, and you knew Becky was badly hurt the night of. You just didn't know the severity. You're like, oh, she got cut up, a couple stitches, she should be fine for Sunday. She's not. So let me get to that point now. So there has been a lot of speculation of what actually happened with Nia Jax. Was it an accidental elbow? Was it this? Was it that? We saw the video, CJ. It was she a full turned around. punch. She turned around and clocked Becky's lights out. Like, and it's to the point where, and I know I'm going to get heat for this too. Well, why are we getting on Ronda for hurting Alexa? Why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing that? Number one, we did. Number two, it was the first injury that she had caused in her eight months of being there with very limited training and right to the main roster. And number three, she's a rookie. One injury every so often happens. CJ, Nia Jax has been here for four years. She's been on the main roster for two. Let's go down the amount of injuries and botches this woman has had in the last two years. And I don't hate Nia Jax. I want her to be in the company. We do not hate Nia Jax. We think Nia Jax is a great addition to the women's roster. And it's very great to have diversity in someone like her. And she can be a great uh, role model. Great role model. uh, Great, you know, monster heel. Or even if as a sympathetic baby face, you know, for... You know, the baby face runs she had going the, into Mania last year. Yeah, that was a pretty good story going in. And it was a good match, too. Yeah. It's it's just that she has, you know, hurt a lot of women. Of course, not intentionally. No, of course. And, not and, intentionally. And, you know, you never know. And as fans, we don't know as the heat in the moment of what's happening, the adrenaline running through you. Things happen. We understand that. But there have this has, wasn't the first time where she's hurt. Wasn't the second time. Wasn't the third time. Wasn't the fourth time. I'll I'll run through it here. Well, we, we have Becky, obviously. We have Becky. She almost broke Charlotte next. Or Charlotte Flair's neck twice in a match on Raw last year. She, she hurt, hurt Bailey. Bailey, which cost her SummerSlam. I'm pretty sure she hurt Sasha at one point. I can't confirm. I that. don't know. No, I don't think Sasha. No, maybe but not at, Sasha. At Backlash, uh, Alexa, she hurt Alexa. Alexa Bliss just suffered an injury. I think Zelina in her shoulder. Vega at Evolution. Yeah, Zelina suffered a mild concussion after she was thrown out of the ring by Nia. Yeah, Zelina got hurt. Um, So again, if it's one injury every so often, that's fine. And even if this was a freak accident, elbow, she didn't see Becky behind her, fine. She turned around, knew she was was there, and clocked her lights out. And again, I'm not saying it was an accident. I'm not saying it was on purpose either. Because from the video, it looked intentional. I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure it was intentional for the story and and what they were doing in the ring. I'm sure she didn't mean to hit her. The women are fighting, but... But I don't know. Like if she's been in the business for a while now, and she should kind of know the difference. Yeah. And she, I don't know. Again, and I just said before the whole adrenaline thing running through you. Excuse me. But but something has to be done about Nia Jax, and I know she's the her rock is the uh, her rock the rock is her cousin <laughs> is her cousin, and that's not just like you know Roman and the Usos right. saying they're my cousin. No, she's legitimately related to the Rock. Exactly. The Rock. The Rock is her first cousin. I did it for the Rock. Yeah. <laughs> um. But, and that's another thing why she's probably not getting too punished. But, and you said before about Ronda. Well, Ronda is a big name on her own. Yeah. She had a big name on her own. She doesn't have any like famous uh, family members like the Rock. So. And she's Ronda Rousey, so 
she's not going to get and she's not going to get too punished hardly right. at all. And she's again, untouchable. She hasn't hurt anybody since. Freak accidents happen. We get it, but it's wrestling. Things, you know, accidents happen all the time in the ring. I no remember, one's ever really trying to intentionally hurt anybody. You know, I remember when Brie Bella hurt uh, Liv Morgan a few weeks ago, and Daniel Bryan went to her defense, going, "Well, let's go through how many times I've hurt people, and mm-hmm. you know, and let's go through how many times you think or that you didn't know I hurt people that I did. You know, remember he hurt Randy Orton going into a pay per view. Um, he's hurt. You know, I I can't really remember. Remember Twitter. Remember when everyone thought Seth Rollins was dangerous. Remember when Bret Hart said Seth Rollins is a dangerous worker. I was gonna say. Remember when he when he had when he forced Sting to retire. When he hurt Finn Balor the night he won the Universal Title. Everybody remember that. He messed up Cena's nose, broke his nose completely right before SummerSlam. So yeah, but the thing is though, Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan are veterans. They've been wrestling for like fifteen to sixteen years now. Right. That's bad luck. You know, accidents happen. I mean, Nia Jax has less uh, experience under her belt. She has probably a little over four years. Yeah. And she's been on the main roster for two, where she's got to learn with the likes of Charlotte Flair and, you know, Becky Lynch, Sasha and Bailey, the Riot Squad, all these women, Ember Moon, of course, Tamina. She's got to learn with all of these wrestlers, and it's just not improving. She's there because, you know... Her story, she's a phenomenal role model, don't get me wrong. She's strong, so she adds that depth to the roster as well. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't provide anything else. She doesn't know how to wrestle. At the end of the day, CJ, we saw it Monday night, and I'm sorry, you know, somebody's got to say it, I'll say it. She doesn't know how to wrestle. She needs to go back to developmental, like yesterday. Like, and don't be surprised if they do something after WrestleMania when they do the when they do the Superstar Shakeup because they're rumored that NXT is now going to be a part of that this year. Uh, don't be surprised if Nia Jax gets sent Wait, back down. People from Raw or SmackDown could go to NXT? possibly, I, possibly yes. I've been hearing that that they're going to try to make NXT more like a third brand, which I don't really like that at all. I'll believe it when I see it. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Point is, don't be surprised if a move happens after WrestleMania because they're not going to do this before the Women's Royal Rumble. They're not going to do this before the Women's Elimination Chamber, which I'm sure they're going to want her to be in, both of those maybe. Uh, but something after WrestleMania, if they don't have plans for her, it's obvious, you know, and she's got major heat backstage with officials. She's supposed to face Ronda probably at TLC for the Women's yeah. Championship. Who knows if that's still on, if that's going to happen, if that's been called off. So, again, and it's unfortunate that it's happened to her so many times, but she has proved time and time again she got called up too early. She's not ready. She hasn't improved much. And don't get me wrong, she's had great matches with the likes of Alexa Bliss. She's had good match. Her match with Ronda Rousey at Money in the Bank knocked it out of the park. Don't get me wrong, she's had good matches. I would say that's Ronda's best match she's had. I would agree. She has also had way more botches that have hurt people, have made her look bad, and made her opponents look bad. Again, look at the the match she had with Charlotte Flair, where she almost broke her neck twice in the span of 10 minutes. And then she, you know, Charlotte Flair goes for a moonsault, and Nia Jax ends up getting kicked in the neck because she's not in position, and Charlotte Flair falls right on the floor. So think about it in that perspective of this woman has just, she's not ready. She was never ready to come up in the be, in the beginning. She was not ready to be in the main event spot now. She proves it time and time again. And if Monday didn't show you that, CJ, then nothing's going to. I don't know. Just something needs to be done with Nia Jax. They just need to, she needs to spend, I think, just take a little time in the Performance Center. She lives in Florida, so every once in a while, go into the Performance Center, work on some things, tweak up your style a little bit, because something has to be done with these injuries that have happened. The the last one prior to this was Selena Vega, and that was only a few weeks ago. Yep. I was about to say Alexa Bliss, but I just remember the Selena Vega thing. So, just... Yeah, that was more recent. Something needs to be done with Nia Jax. She just needs to go back to the Performance Center, not saying she needs to go back to NXT. I mean, honestly, she yeah, really, she doesn't have to go back to NXT. Take a few months off, go back to the Performance Center, learn some technique. That's all. Yeah. And again, strength is only going to get you so far. You mentioned the Royal Rumble before. Sorry, Royal Rumble before, and this is actually something I forgot to tell you, but I'm going to mention it right now. They announced recently that the winners of the Mixed Match Challenge this, yeah. will get the number thirty spot in the both men's and women's Royal Rumble. Right. I think currently the I have not been watching Mixed Match Challenge, but currently the ones who are left are Braun and Ember Moon, um, Charlotte Flair and AJ. 
Jeff took uh, AJ's spot. Well, he last took it for night. the night because he couldn't compete, obviously, because of storyline purposes. Yeah, Miz and Asuka. And I think Bobby Lashley and Mickey James. Right. So the winners of those are going to be number 30 in their Royal Rumbles. Now that AJ has lost the championship. He can be in the Royal Rumble. Yes. It makes sense. It makes sense for AJ and Charlotte. to win. Uh, Actually, you bring up a good point because think about it. Now the speculation is Charlotte was going to win the Rumble anyway. Bring her in at number 30. Mm-hmm. It makes all the sense in the world. You know, you don't know now what AJ's WrestleMania plans are because you expected that he would probably at least walk into the Rumble with the WWE Championship. That's no longer happening. Now well, he we, could well, be we in don't, the Rumble. We don't know. He could he could win the title back between now and January. Yeah, he could, but again, you know, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Point is, stay where we are. Uh, it is possible that, you know, Charlotte Flair could have that spot in the Rumble, but, you know, back to, to where we were before... Something has to be done. And again, you know, you you have all this backstage heat now because of what happened. And this is the biggest thing, CJ. And this is what really disappoints me. And we have to keep going back to the narrative. Accidents happen. We understand. But as of Monday night, when Becky Lynch left that arena, face full of blood, taunting Ronda Rousey, I thought to myself, that could be the main event of Survivor Series at that very moment. What a difference 24 hours made because yeah. of a dumb mistake that Nia Jax made. I could have, yeah, I could have easily seen that as the main event of Survivor Series this Sunday. Yeah, had the injury to Becky Lynch not happened, but now it's probably going to be the five-on-five men's elimination championship. Yeah, uh, elimination because because re- realistically, the five-on-five men's Survivor Series match was it felt to me put together last minute. Brian, I mean, the whole pay per view felt last minute, but really, yeah. really the one. The one match that felt properly built was this. It was Becky Lynch and Ronda that Rousey. That also had the most time to build because you think about it, the women didn't go to Crown Jewel. They weren't allowed to go to Saudi that Arabia. That was the first match announced That was the first match Crown announced. Jewel. And also, uh, to bring up a point, that match was promoted in Saudi Arabia. Did you hear the pop that those two got? That When, when they were put in the Survivor Series matches, they, they announced Shinsuke and Seth at Survivor Series. They announced Brock versus AJ, and then right at the end, they announced Ronda versus Becky, and the place went crazy because they were like, they didn't expect them to do that. And again, we, we have our speculations with Vince going, all right, we'll come to Saudi Arabia, but this is what we want. Hence, Renee Young on commentary. We're mm-hmm. going to promote the women's match, champ versus champ. Um, so maybe that was them kind of being like, all right, we'll scratch your back this time, but you're going to scratch ours. Nonetheless, women were promoted in Saudi Arabia in competition. It's probably the one good thing that came from that show. Yeah, because again, like it was like, all right, Seth versus Shinsuke. All right, AJ versus Brock. That'll be a good match. Oh my God, they're promoting Ronda Becky in Saudi Arabia. Point is, like you said, that was the best buildup. They had enough time to build it up. And right before the clock struck midnight, it was taken away from us. And it was it almost happened very quickly because you're like, all right, you know, Becky's hurt a little bit. We'll see what happens. It was maybe two hours before SmackDown where the reports came out saying uh, Becky versus Ronda has been called off. And we're like, what? Yeah, and the rumors of Becky potentially dropping the title. Which, thank God, she did not have to do. And we'll get to that in a second, too. And they opened up SmackDown with showing the footage and then Tom Phillips coming back saying, due to what happened to Becky Lynch, she is not medically cleared to compete at Survivor Series. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And it really sucks because out of all the all the matches on the entire card, I was looking forward to that, that one. That should have that should have and probably could have been the main event because that was the biggest match going into the night. Yes, the five on five is always important. You know, yes, uh, Brock versus AJ now, Brock versus Daniel Bryan, I think will be a great match, regardless mm-hmm. of what happens in the end, and we'll get to that the later. The card overall still looks really good. It's, right. It's it just it's just it didn't the feel one, the felt one, up properly. Yeah, the one match I think everyone was just looking forward to the most. And obviously they had the most time invested into this match rightfully so so maybe it was kind of a thing of wanting to give back to the women because they couldn't go to crown jewel yeah and i don't doubt that ronda and becky could have main evented the show yeah i don't doubt it i don't doubt that there would have been people that would have been pissed off if they weren't i have no doubt again had the had the best story best build with the little time they did it was for sure the one match I was looking forward to the most, but unfortunately now we'll, we can't see it. But the one bright side to this, though, is that down the line when we do revisit a Becky uh, versus Ronda match, 
it does have a little more time to build. Even though they did a great job with the short time they had to build, you can have more time and just imagine how great the match would be in the future. But let me ask you this, because I had a conversation with a friend last night, and they're not necessarily wrong. I just want to know how we build up... Uh, and not build up. Where do we put this match now? Because they were saying, well, let's have it at the Royal Rumble. Because neither, because at this point, and I said that you, you did this before, there are already so many matches in the Royal Rumble, including both Royal Rumble matches, where it's very likely that Ron and Becky will be off the show anyway. Do we have the match there? And if we do, how do we build it? I don't how do, think. How I don't do we think have it Raw makes, versus SmackDown at the Rumble. I don't think it makes much sense to have Becky and Ronda go at it if they're still champions. Because even if one of them isn't. Becky's on SmackDown, Ronda's on Raw. Exactly, they don't, they don't benefit it's, from it's it. A diff it's different if like Becky moves to SmackDown, uh, moves to Raw next year, or if Ronda moves to SmackDown next year in the shakeup. But the thing is, you know, I know everybody was really excited to see this match, but you can't force and like I really want to see this like soon. Hopefully, see whatever. You can't force it. You can't force it. It, it has to be a time and a place. And yeah. due to the circumstances, now Charlotte is taking her place. Right, and now we're going to have that WrestleMania dream match about five months early, um, which I'm but, not, I don't necessarily have a problem with it, especially because Charlotte's not the champion. It, again, the one bright spot of this whole thing is Becky did not have to drop the championship, which, but again, we know how concussions work in the WWE. It could go south very quickly. It could, and they're so, very serious with the concussions nowadays. Yes, and so we don't know. I was, I was hoping they'd pick Asuka. I was hoping for that too. Because I knew that way it was you could be Charlotte. you could still wait. And did you hear the crowd reaction when Becky went to to Oscar? She's chanting. Place She's going, "I'm ready. I am ready." And yeah. the play started going nuts. That's a, that's one match a lot of people want to see with Ronda Rousey is her and Oscar. Yeah. But I, I'm excited to see Charlotte Ronda. Like you said to me last night, this could be a, a great way to promote them at Mania because Ronda can go over this time. You know, Charlotte can still have that storyline where she's losing her confidence up until she wins the Royal Rumble, mm -hmm. challenges Ronda again, and then goes over most likely in the main event of WrestleMania, which, again, will be there officially. Um, for, it for sure will be the main event of WrestleMania. I mean, right. Reigns isn't there. But this is a good, so. good build-up towards that to have this match now and have Ronda win the first one. Yeah, it plays well into the story. Yeah, so why don't we stay on Raw for just a second? Because, again, there wasn't much I wanted to talk about besides that. But the, the Dean Ambrose finally speaking to Seth was something that really caught my attention. Um, first off, I want to get your thoughts on that first, because you were the one that brought it up before. What were your thoughts on the promo? He's still kind of kind of vague in very ways. You know, he, he said things like, you know, he was putting his goals aside. I think he said this before he turned heel. Putting his personal goals aside to help his brothers, but obviously he didn't feel like they were the same, that they were doing the same thing. You know, they asked, why, Dean, why? And he's being all condescending and all I love that. how he was attacking Roman in this promo, too. Yeah. You but, know, but, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no fin finish up. No, go ahead. Okay, well then. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I thought it was a little vague, but I definitely think this is building up to something. Down a, I don't, now, here's the thing. Are they going to fight at TLC right away? Is this going to be an intercontinental title match? Probably. They've been having IC title matches on house shows lately. Right. So um, the, the one thing that I do have an issue with this, and we brought this up before on this podcast many times, is this feud will be great with the Universal Championship. The it question really, is, it would. it's obvious Brock is walking into Mania 35 with the championship. Uh, hallelujah. Well, according to Meltzer, he says that it doesn't seem likely that Lesnar and Braun are going to have a match at Mania. So it's likely going to be the Royal Rumble. Likely. Because it's likely that Corbin and uh, Strowman are going to go one-on-one -on -one at TLC. Yeah, but um, that leads to the question, who will Brock face at Mania? Exactly. So, and, and and that's the thing too. It's like, do we? Oh, you know, something just popped up in my head. What, what if AJ wins the Rumble and challenges Brock, and now he does get that next chance to face Brock Lesnar? That's interesting. That's an interesting thought there. And I just it, that literally CJ and as I stopped, and then just AJ popped would into go my to head. Raw. A, that's how AJ goes to Raw. They've wanted to do that for a couple of years. That's how he goes to Raw after the shakeup, like Oscar went to SmackDown last year. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's how we have the second Brock versus AJ match because th that's the thing. The promos this week, and again, could they have done a better job building it up? Yes. It, it takes two to do that, not one. But AJ's promo saying, I came this close to beating Brock. This year, I will beat Brock Lesnar. Now Daniel Bryan is the WWE champion. My guess is he's going to take that into WrestleMania. 
what if AJ wins the Rumble and challenges Brock Lesnar? That's interesting. It is an interesting theory. and Because and, now you can have AJ in the Raw Rumble. There were reports about a year ago that Vince wanted, wanted AJ on Raw badly. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. But the thing is, a huge hole is going to be left whenever AJ Styles leaves SmackDown. You're going to need that huge baby face on SmackDown. And I think the guy to do that is Seth Rollins. But I know a lot of people want to see a Seth Rollins-AJ Styles match. The thing is, I feel like the only time we could ever really see that Potentially at Mania, but most likely probably Survivor Series next year, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Or if your if your theory is right, AJ as Universal Champion, and then Rollins goes to SmackDown as WWE Champion. Yeah. That could be a really good match for Survivor Series next year. Because then we could start doing Seth versus Daniel Bryan in that storyline, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and again, it leads to, well, who will Daniel Bryan face at WrestleMania? We can get to that down the line. But my theory now is, and again, the chances of this happening, probably very unlikely, but you brought it up before. The winners of the Mixed, mix, mixed Match Challenge is are going to be number 30 in their respected Royal Rumble. So if it's Charlotte and AJ... Charlotte, who's likely to win the Royal Rumble, will be number 30. And AJ, who now has a reason to win the Royal Rumble match, in my opinion, will be number 30. And it'll so. be his first Rumble match in three years at that point. Yep, because... He, he uh, debuted in, in, in the 2016 Rumble. Debuted Rumble. in that Rumble, defended the WWE title against Cena the next year, defended it again against Owens and Zayn the next year. This would have only been his second Royal Rumble match. And it's so, crazy to think, at that point, he would have been WWE for three years. Yep, so maybe if, if Vince wants to get AJ on Raw... This is a good stepping stone to get to that point to have him win the Rumble and face Brock Lesnar for the Universal title at WrestleMania. Not a bad idea. Now, because then you can get that match again because people are a little disappointed. And again, everybody's. I'm excited to see uh, Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar. We just know realistically how it's going to end in the end of the match. I think they'll still put on a good match, but everybody was excited to see the rematch between AJ and Brock because of how good it was last year. Well, why don't we get into the whole Daniel Bryan thing now? Yeah. we keep talking about it. I was going to say, that, again, you know, the Dean Ambrose promo was fine and all, but SmackDown completely demolished Raw this week. I know. Um, so, yeah, let's discuss that. And this is my thought on the heel turn. I don't mind it. Hear me out here. I don't mind it. I think it could set up something down the line. I think he can be a good heel. Uh, here's my issue. This guy spent two and a half years trying to get back in the ring. Actually, two years. We're, we're at the two and a half year point right now. But, but when he retired, he waited two years to get back into the ring. Finally comes back at WrestleMania 34. Finally is a full-time wrestler, which it, when he first got cleared, it wasn't a confirmation of if he was going to be full-time or not. He's full-time now. We knew his buildup was going to be slow because we wanted to build up to him becoming the WWE champion. Last night was the was the night that he did it. The way he did it. And again, you know, you have the Crown Jewel match on SmackDown. You knew AJ was going over in that. You have the rematch last night in a last-minute attempt to get people ramped up for Survivor Series because Becky is no longer in it. Um... They're repeating storylines from last year with Jinder Mahal and AJ. AJ finally mentioned how long he's been holding the WWE title, and then him and Daniel Bryan get into a brawl. So now, okay, we have the championship match. Daniel Bryan goes over. Place is going to go crazy. It's the culmination of a a two-and-a-half-year journey. But you turn him heel right before he does it. It seems to me, uh, CJ, it was a little sour to complete one of the most historic comebacks in pro wrestling history. It was a little sour, but at the same time, they didn't do, really do a great job with him from the get-go after Mania. You make his first feud after two, first singles feud after two years of not being in the ring at the big cast? Come on. I think that was a way to try to get him over a little bit. But I, don't get me wrong, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. Yeah, I know. And, I, and I've and i said before that, you know, if you really want to get Cass over as a heel, Brian was a good way to do it. But it was just so underwhelming. Right. His first singles feud back as big Cass. Just, you could have you could have put him against, I mean, Nakamura was preoccupied at the time. But you could have put him against Samoa Joe. You, the first match, singles match. Was against AJ. Was against AJ. And that was good. You could, and... Who else was on SmackDown at that time? You um, know, Almas had just got called Almas up. Almas got called up. Well, Almas waited about a month to debut, but Ru- regardless. Rus- you know, you had Rusev, Rusev on there. 
Jinder Mahal, who just won the U.S. title, you could have put him with him. Well, Jinder went to Raw. Well, Jinder went to Raw a week later. My point is you could have started something. That That's all. Uh, but you're you right. Know, there were Ra- plenty of other know, names. Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy was, went to SmackDown in the shakeup. There were a lot of people you could have put Brian up against. Yeah. And you chose Big Cass. I think that was a way to, to get Big Cass over. It didn't work, and Vince fired him. So Yeah. and then after, For other reasons. And but. then afterwards, they jump-started with The Miz, which was good. But again, I don't think they did a good job from the get-go because I felt like his comeback lost a lot of steam. Well, when The Miz went to SmackDown, everybody started to get excited because they're like, oh my God, the match is going to happen at Mania. And I understand why they pulled the trigger early for SummerSlam because Daniel Bryan had not re-signed yet. They're like, if we're going to do this, we need to do it now. You brought that up many months ago. Yes. And it was a good point from your part, which I understood. But obviously he's re-signed. Obviously he re-signed if he's the champion. And then they carry out the feud... And then we're like, all right, after Super Showdown, let's take a break. Let's somehow figure out a way to get Miz back in the title picture. He'll be the one to take the belt off AJ. Sets up Brian possibly winning the Rumble or an elimination chamber for the number one contendership, whatever. Sets up Miz and Daniel Bryan, at least in the co-main event of WrestleMania. And that's where it can happen. But Three years, and he finally became the world champion But now you turn again. Brian heel. That it, means, you have, makes that sense means you have to turn one of your top heels babyface. Which, as of right now, rumored to be The Miz. Which makes no sense. I agree. I agree. I understand that people like The Miz now, being smarky, and they understand, they get him now. You know, They finally appreciate how good he is as a character on the mic. He's not like amazing in the ring like like AJ or anything, but he's solid. He can He makes up for it. And he has great matches. What he what he may not have like amazingly in the ring, he makes up for it as a character. And that's yep. the and that is the big thing that makes Absolutely. you go far in, in in wrestling. Absolutely. And and I don't get me wrong, Miz is great. I love him as a heel. The thing is, you you if you flip reverse the roles, that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I it, agree. It doesn't make any sense. And maybe some- maybe not in the future, you could, but right now, it's really dumb. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes double turns work. This one's not going to. I'll tell you that right now. It's not going to work. And again, I don't mind Daniel Bryan turning heel. I mind the time that they did it. They couldn't. They could have waited at least till the rematch against AJ to do this. I wouldn't have minded that either. They could have waited till after WrestleMania when he became the champion. I wouldn't have minded that at all. But before he won the WWE title, which completed this two and a half year comeback, again, in my opinion, one of the best comebacks maybe in sports history, to basically be told two and a half years ago you've had too many concussions your brain is not okay do you remember chris benoit we're not letting you compete anymore and to fight and two and a half two years later for the doctors to be like okay you've given us enough proof you're good to go we're gonna clear you congratulations this has never been done before you are the first and then as fans were like how does this culminate when he wins the WWE title in the main event of WrestleMania. The story writes itself. Absolutely. It writes itself. And yes, it may be a little on the nose and a little obvious, but sometimes a little on the nose and a little obvious is not a bad thing. It can be a very good thing. I don't... Another thing for this Sunday is that Brian is clearly going to be the babyface going up against Brock. Yeah. He's going to go up against Brock. Who That's is, the other thing. Who why be- Why wait? Why do the heel turn now? Again, if you wanted to do it after the TLC match, fine. That's fine with me. But you And I said this to you before, and I didn't mean to interrupt, but you're trying to set up Brock as this major heel who never shows up for work, who, who's a part-timer and hides behind his contract. Setting him up against AJ, it's ultimate babyface versus ultimate heel. Now we have ultimate heel versus just turned heel? Doesn't make sense. If Brian had not turned heel... The match makes sense. The match still makes sense. But he's still going to be the babyface going into this match, regardless. I don't know. We have to wait and see how things go, but I don't think this heel turn is going to work. I think it'll work down the line. I think the timing was bad and can severely hurt it. Like, don't get me wrong. But again, they could have waited till TLC to do it in the rematch. They could have waited till after WrestleMania when he finally won the championship. That I have no problem with. He's done good work as a heel before. I yes, think he, he can has. do it again. Don't get me wrong. And it's and when he low blowed AJ last night and he had the look in his face, I was almost like, wow, a different Daniel Bryan. This looks good. But at the same time, the timing is just awful because now you're going to have a heel versus heel champion versus champion which again i still think they're going to have a good match we know aj is going to cost daniel bryan the match and cost smackdown this match well, we, we know it yeah, it's possible it's possible but i think that either that or a double disqualification is the most likely outcome because brock's not going to job for brian not clean at least and brian can't lose clean to brock after turning heel like this 
again, the situation that I presented to you last week with Ronda versus Becky, with neither of them can afford to lose, this situation now puts itself in the Brian versus Brock match. And it puts itself in it perfectly to the point where, all right, now we can see the finish that AJ is either going to get involved or somehow these two are getting counted out in like the middle of the fifth row. Mm-hmm. The same situation that presented itself last week, Ronda Becky is now in the Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar match. Neither of them can afford to lose clean in this match. And well, it's, well, it we, sucks. We, well, the same thing could have applied for AJ last year. He just won the title and he still lost to Brock. That, that's true, and I was thinking the same thing last year. I, neither of them can afford to lose, but at that point, you were like, all right, unless Jinder comes out to interfere, which I'm surprised he didn't and cost AJ the match, th- then there was no reason for it. I agree. This year, there is a real rivalry brewing. I'm not, I'm not surprised that Jinder didn't didn't show up in that match. Because he was at Survivor Series. He he was interviewed before the, t- before the champion versus champion match. Yeah, but he was going to get his championship rematch anyway. Right. So why would he cost AJ the match? Right. And, and more importantly, why cost SmackDown the match? This year feels a little different because Daniel Bryan cheated to win. And AJ is going to be like, okay, we want to play that game? Fine. Yeah, I, I can see that happening. So, And again, maybe I'm spoiling my prediction for later, but that's how I think this match is going to end. And I think Brock will probably win via disqualification or something. Or Daniel Bryan will actually win via disqualification because if he goes after Bryan, Daniel Bryan technically wins the match. I feel like this Daniel Bryan thing is probably going to play out like Becky Lynch's so-called heel turn. It could. It definitely has the potential because people still love Daniel Bryan. And like you said, since him coming back, he had some steam going into SummerSlam. It's cooled off. But we were always under the impression of if he were to win the championship at WrestleMania, he would probably get the biggest pop of the night. It could also be another thing what I said to you earlier off mic was it could be because the people just love AJ Styles right now. I feel like AJ Styles is the guy now when you think of WWE, like the people's guy. Yeah. It was Punk at one point. It was Brian at one point. You know, um, it, it was, was Rollins it was at one Rollins, point. It was Ambrose. Now I feel like... You could even say it was Reigns for a couple months. You could for a little bit. For but, a, but, a very but, tiny bit. He had a but, good he had a good run after the Shield broke up. Then he got hurt and it was just, it was off after that. But not really. But right now, like I feel like... AJ, not as much as those guys. But I feel like AJ is the guy for the fans right now. It's either like AJ or it's Rollins. So I can understand. So Daniel Bryan, you know, when he was around, there was like nobody more popular than him yeah. in like 2014, 2015. Uh, he was the so, man. He he basically, him and the fans forced Vince's hand and put him in that main event. Yeah. But with the plethora of talent on the roster right now, you know, you have a lot of great guys, not just Daniel Bryan, which is a good thing. So Bryan kinda, could kind of get lost in the shuffle and I feel like AJ is that guy who people have been wanting to see in WWE for a very long time, but yeah. but really thought realistically maybe he would never go. Now he is, and he's and he's a two-time WWE champion. He's a two-time United States champion, and he's had a lot of great matches. But I feel like maybe that's why another reason they could have turned Brian. Maybe heel. just because, a quick because, side note: I'm talking to a lot of friends right now. They were all having problems on Ticketmaster this morning, so it wasn't just us. It was just a, okay. Okay. Yeah. Side note: Again, we're happy we got tickets. <laughs> anyway, um, but you're right. I and again, this this has the potential to be like the Becky Lynch heel turn, which turned out to be basically the reality turn. Mm-hmm. As Triple H said many months ago, this is now the reality era. There are no such thing as heels or faces anymore. Cody Rhodes said that at one point too. Um, Maybe that's where we're kind of heading, but last night was as much of a heel turn as I've ever seen this year. Um, yeah. So, again. We'll have to see how things play out. We'll have to see how things play out. It's obvious these two will have a rematch at TLC. It'll probably be a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Um, and, again, we'll see how it plays out. And, again, my theory for maybe AJ now winning the Rumble to face Brock, that would be one hell of a of a way to write that story to get AJ to Raw. But, again, I, I don't mind the Daniel Bryan heel turn. I think it could be some good work. He's done good work in the past as a heel. It was terrible, terrible timing. He could have easily won that match clean, faced Brock, and then turned heel and won in a dirty way at TLC. That would have been fine with me. That would have been much better timing than going into this Sunday when you're trying to build up the ultimate heel in Brock Lesnar versus the ultimate face in either AJ or Daniel Bryan. Now you have a just-turned-heel versus the ultimate heel with the obvious babyface most likely interfering in the match. Yeah, most likely. And I saw something on Twitter last night that um, after the match, Gargano tweets and says... Score old, one for the good guys. Score one for the good guys with an old picture of him and Brian. Yeah. So maybe that's setting up for what we see out of Gargano, which is 
And again, before we uh, go to NXT, I do want to touch more on Charlotte versus Ronda. Obviously, Becky came out, yeah. picked Charlotte as her replacement. They hugged it out, which basically seals that Becky just turned face. Uh, again, I don't mind that as long as she stays the same character. I'm totally okay with that. Um, I didn't think she should have been turned heel in the first place. Um, you know, they hugged it out. She said, I want you to make Ronda tap. You're the one that I know that can get it done. This, this, this. And he even heard Charlotte say, almost with tears in her eyes, I spent half my career fighting Becky. Last night I fought alongside her. Sunday I fight for her. And then she said, Ronda, I'm going to beat you, sort of thing. And, you know, we didn't believe the first time when she said that to Asuka and she won. And again, I don't expect Charlotte to win the first match between the two. Like you said, I expect this to lead into Mania where Charlotte finally beats Ronda Rousey. I expect Ronda to... Now, now we have a way for Ronda to win this match. We do. Uh, just... Going back a little bit, I just saw a thing for an update on when WWE decided to turn Brian. I saw that too. It says on the most notable SmackDown episodes in some time, Brian won the championship last night and also turned heel in the process. According to the Wrestling Observer, decision was made to put the title on him before Becky was injured. As for Brian's heel turn, that is something he has personally been pushing for recently. Brian's been pushing for it. The decision was not made to pull the trigger until yesterday, however. It's complicated story, Dave Meltzer says. Brian himself has been pushing the idea of going heel just because his booking as a baby, just because his booking as a babyface in the Miz. It's counterproductive for whatever reason. I don't know the reason, but it was over the weekend. Vince changed his plans and wanted to go with Brock against Brian. Meltzer continued. So this is before the Becky Lynch injury, but the heel turn was decided this afternoon. It was basically Vince going, "Let's do it all in one day and get the biggest impact." Based on this report, with the WWE title switch was decided independently of Becky's injury, Brian's heel turn was decided on the day of SmackDown. He had eventually, eventually, been, I don't know what that says, <laughs> been pushing for the turn in recent months, however. The heel turn and title change led to a heel versus heel champion versus champion at Survivor Series. So that's interesting. Daniel Bryan has been advocating for a heel turn because even he thinks that the booking that they have been doing with him since his return has not been very good. See, that doesn't surprise me, though. And to the th to that credit, even he knows, all right, this booking has been lousy. The Miz is just repeating itself. I get it. And again, like I said, I don't mind the heel turn. I matter the time. It's I, I really care about the time they did it. Because again, you could have easily had Daniel Bryan go over last night if that was your plan clean have them shake hands in the ring after they had a brawl in the beginning of smackdown be like all right i'm sorry for everything that happened great job tonight and again like like i mentioned with the cm punk heel turn uh last week in relation to johnny gargano's potential heel turn it could have started like that right where you know cm punk cash and money in the bank he's like listen it was the right place right time that would have did it if edge won the match but jeff did so i did it anyway we could have started with that, right? Daniel Bryan wins the WWE title as the ultimate babyface, goes in against Brock, the ultimate babyface, probably loses the match, but whatever. As the underdog. As the underdog, and then starts slowly setting up TLC and slowly maybe even setting up the Rumble where they finally pulled the trigger then. It di I understand what Vince is saying, and it worked because it made a huge impact last night because that's what everybody's talking about, Becky Lynch and Daniel Bryan turning heel. I think that... Now that I see that apparently Brian has been lobbying for a heel turn. Makes more sense. Makes more sense. A little more optimistic. But um, I don't know. I it, still it, think it was bad timing. Even if they wanted yeah. to do it next Tuesday night on SmackDown, I would have been fine with it. But it's all because he has to face Brock Lesnar, the ultimate heel, and he has to go into that match as the babyface, but he just turned heel. So it doesn't necessarily make doesn't sense. Doesn't make sense. And no. now you know, most likely, again, anything could happen, but most likely AJ is getting involved in this match. Yeah, for sure. AJ's going to cost him the match. Exactly. He's either going to cost him the match or he's just going to beat him up, which would get Brock disqualified, which doesn't make Brock look too bad, but it gets a win for SmackDown, which uh, many people have been saying, well, the WWE champ should go over this year because the Universal champ went over last year, but the chances of that are unlikely. Maybe that's how they do it, or maybe AJ just is a distraction and cost Daniel Bryan the match. Regardless, again, I'm getting off track here. So, we should probably move on to predictions pretty soon. Yeah, so again, Charlotte Flair and, and Ronda are going to go at it at Survivor Series. I'm excited for the match. Um, and again, like you said, I think her, I think Ronda going over first is the perfect segue for Charlotte to win the Royal Rumble and to get her hands on Ronda and finally win in the main event of WrestleMania. So, 
Why don't we go to NXT TakeOver and, you know, we'll we'll discuss things a little bit real quick, then we'll get into the predictions. So NXT TakeOver War Games 2, live from the Staples Center on Saturday night in Los Angeles. CJ, what are you, besides the War Games match, obviously, I know one of my personal favorites that I'm looking forward to is Johnny Gargano and Aleister Black, and I made the case that that should open the show on Saturday night. You know, what are your thoughts on the card overall? I think that for the first time in a while, um that this show looks... Uh, I mean, I'm excited for both shows. That's the thing. Because most of the time when these shows happen, I'm more excited for a takeover. But I think um, this uh, War Games pay-per-view, the takeover... I Again, I'm looking more... Probably most looking forward to Aleister Black and Johnny Gargano. And I'm really looking forward to Tommaso Champ and Velveteen Dream. Other yeah. than the War Games. Other than the War Games, that's going to make it. Those are probably the two matches I'm looking forward to the most. Right. I mean, there isn't a match that you really... Every single one is potentially a steal show. Yeah, I mean, Kyrie, I, we Sandy, talked Kane, about that Baszler, last week. You know, yeah, Black and Gargano, Dream and Champa, the Undisputed Era against Dunn, Ricochet, and Warwick. Like, we said on paper, this has the potential to be better than New Orleans on paper. Yeah. Um, my opinion is probably going to be the second best takeover of the year. Maybe beat Brooklyn Ford. I think it has the potential to beat Brooklyn Ford. I think the it, War Games match itself. I mean, you got a stipulation like that. It's hard. It's tough to beat. That is very tough to beat. And in a crowd in Los Angeles, that's going to be hot all night long. Mm-hmm. So, and again, you, you know, you set up matches like the two out of three falls match for the women's championship. You set up Alistair Black, Johnny Gargano, and basically a grudge match. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Velveteen Dream, I think, has the chance to steal the show. Velveteen Dream finally getting his opportunity. Dream stole the show last year. You know, Ono and, and Matt Riddle, which will probably be announced tonight uh, if that match happens. Uh, it's, possible that it's possible they could just say that for the taping that they do pre, uh, before War Games even happens. Possibly. Yeah, but it's like if you want an impact for Matt Riddle, you should probably get him on a takeover. But regardless. Well, Keith Lee hasn't been on a takeover either. And he was in a little segment with, it was Keith Lee and Matt Riddle, and there's Cassius Ono. And he's like, oh, Mr. Regal's new toys. That's true. Like, so Cassius Ono's kind of heel right now. So you could either put Keith Lee or Matt Riddle in a match with Cassidy, which, which give me both. Give me I am Keith looking Lee and, at. And, and uh, I'm looking at the card and predictions from CBS Sports, and Riddle and Ono aren't on it. So your theory might be it's right pro- here. They're probably going to go before the show. Even so happens. do you want to predict that match just in case, or do you want to just leave it off for now? I mean, I'll just say it's not really much prediction. It's probably going to be Matt Riddle. Probably. All right, so we'll take Most that out of the Matt, Matt Riddle needs a big win. So let's go into the predictions. NXT TakeOver War Games 2, Los Angeles Staples Center. We'll start with the match that we're looking most forward to. It's Johnny Gargano versus Aleister Black. CJ, who do you got and why? I'm going to go with Gargano. I really feel like a win needs to help solidify this turn that he's doing, heel turn, tweener, whatever you want to call him. Um, I feel like Black's going to be too... Um, like he's going to be too frustrated and he's going to be so focused on destroying Gargano that it'll cost him the match mm-hmm. and Gargano will take advantage so I'm going to go with Johnny Gargano. I agree. I think Gargano needs the win more than Aleister Black at this moment just to kind of solidify what this turn is. If it's going to lead to you know, a heel alliance with Tommaso Ciampa down the line, if it's really just a grudge match between the two. Mm-hmm. Either way, we've heard Johnny Gargano's frustrations. We heard his promo, him trying to go over to the dark side. That doesn't look really good if Aleister Black's the one that goes over in this match. I think both of them need a win in this, but I think Johnny needs it just a little more, so I'm going to go with Johnny Gargano as well. Okay. So let's go with the NXT Women's Championship match. It's Shayna Baszler, the champion, Kyrie saying the challenger. Two out of three falls, CJ. Who do you got one? I'm going to go with Shayna Baszler. Uh, she, like I, I've said prior, that this whole now formation with Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir at her side, this can really help build up the future for a four horsewoman faction MMA on the main roster at some point. So I feel like to really solidify that, Baszler still needs to hold the championship. So I think Baszler's going to retain. I agree, and really, in my opinion, I was thinking about this a a while. It could go either way because, you know, maybe this is your opportunity to get Shayna Baszler on the main roster, you know, a little early. But then again, we did see the faction form at Evolution. We did see the three of them get together. They've been on NXT programming since together. Mm -hmm. So I think this is an opportunity for Shayna Baszler to win this as well. I think the rivalry is over at this point. Get somebody new in there to challenge Shayna Baszler. Like you said, to finally start building the groundwork for the four horsewomen versus uh, MMA versus WWE, I think Shayna Baszler needs to hold on to this for a little while longer, at least until Phoenix, where maybe you can start to realize maybe these three can go up at the same time and, mm-hmm. and form with Ronda Rousey. I mean, there's a plethora of other women who are on the NXT roster. You got Lacey, I mean, Lacey, you got Lacey Evans and 
Yada Peruzzo, uh, Bianca Belair, Chelsea Green just recently signed with WWE, so Hot Mess versus Shayna Baszler, for sure, give me that. Uh, and, and, you know, there's Candice LeRae, there's Dakota Kai, there's a lot of, uh, Io Shirai, there's a lot of girls in the main, on the NXT roster that you could put Baszler against. Yes, so it's it's obvious that you can do that, and again, she can drop the belt of Phoenix at that point, maybe we can start having the conversation, it's obvious she'll probably drop it by Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Those three will probably go up together if we're going to have this match soon. Uh, but regardless, so we can start getting some steamrolling on that. I'll agree with you. I'll take Shayna Baszler as well. The NXT Championship match, Tommaso Ciampa, the champion. Velveteen Dream, the challenger. Who do you got and what? Ciampa. Yeah. Uh, I love this feud that they're doing. I think um, Velvet. This is Velveteen Dream for sure deserves this championship match, and he sure deserves a great showing and I think and now he's a full-blown babyface mm-hmm. uh, we were shocked to see that Velveteen Dream won at TakeOver against EC3 we both we, picked EC3 because we thought EC3 was because he was his first singles match at TakeOver and he really needed it but at the same time uh, Dream was kind of the guy to get other guys over yeah but we'll see what happens uh, with EC3 down the line but this is great for Velveteen Dream he for sure deserves his match against Champa, and he's just so over he's so over with the crowd and um, which is going to make people boo Tommaso Ciampa, which is a good thing. This is what they're trying to yeah, do. Which is a good thing. Which is a very good thing. And Dream has been like, for a while, he was kind of a tweener, and he was positioned as a heel. But the, the fans still love him. Um, I think this will probably want to be Dream's one of his most breakout matches. It could be on par with the match he had with Aleister Black last year at War Games. But, right. But overall, I'm going to go with Ciampa. Yeah, I'm going to go with Champa as well. And again, I think Velveteen Dream deserves this. I think he needs this to elevate his character. He doesn't have to win. At some point, I think I'd like to see him win the NXT Championship. But it's yeah, gonna he be, will. It's going to be down the line. It's probably going to be some point next year, maybe the year after. Or at the very least, he'll win the North American title. Exactly, yeah, before he gets called up. Uh, I'll take Champa in this match as well. I don't think his storyline with Johnny is done yet. We have said that countless times on this podcast. And obviously, for that not to be done, he has to win on Sunday in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like... It's not a profiled match because the War Games is going to main event, obviously, hence the name. Uh, But I still think these two have the opportunity to steal the show. I think they have great chemistry when they're talking on the mic against one another. I can only imagine what it's going to look like in the ring. I think this has the potential to be the match to steal the show. Very two diverse styles. Opposite everything. Yeah, I agree. And... You know, down the line, you could probably give these two 30 to 35 minutes, steal the show inside Los Angeles, but I will take Champa to win the championship and head into Phoenix. Probably my guess would be against Adam Cole. Probably. Which leads us to the next match, the, the War, War Games, Games match. match. The Undisputed Era versus War Raiders, Ricochet and Pete Dunne. Who do you got? Well, let's see if we differ on this because I'm going with Undisputed Era. Um, I really feel like um, they could really use the win. Um, if, like, Ricochet or Pete Dunne takes the loss, it's not really too much of a big deal. At the same time, I can see the other team winning and Bobby Fish takes the loss, but I'm going to go with the Undisputed Era. Uh, you know, just keep them, keep them dominant. Keep, you know, now that Bobby Fish is back, we've never seen the four of them together uh, in a match. We've only ever seen, like, Cole O'Reilly and Fish or uh, Cole O'Reilly and Strong. Strong and O'Reilly. Like, we've never, now that Bobby Fish is back, it's, a, it's strange how these guys have been around for little over a year but that was you know the original three and then roger came in and filling in for bobby fish now fish is a and now it back. just seems like something different it does like feel they like, feel reborn almost yeah and i we went i talked about the interview they had with sam roberts when i was talking uh about the podcast they did uh last episode but yeah it, it's uh they feel like they're just scratching the surface now that bobby's back and with roger uh having joined earlier this year so i'm gonna go with the undisputed era this, to me, is the toughest one to pick out of the entire card. It, it really is because, you know, you look at this match and, you know, you look at the War Raiders, you look at Pete Dunne, you look at Ricochet. You're right. They don't have to take the loss. But you're also right on Bobby Fish could really take the loss. And there's really no steam rolling off it because, realistically, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roger Strong have done the majority of the work over the year. It's a tough one, but I think I'm going to agree with you here. So we're going to go four for four on picks with agreeing with one another. I will take the Undisputed Era for storyline purposes. I think this is going to lead 
into Tommaso Ciampa versus Adam Cole. If I knew we were all going to pick this, if we were going to pick the same thing, I would have gone different with you with something, but we've already made them now. I was trying to go different with War Games, but I couldn't come with a reason to do so because I really do think this is the way we set up Ciampa versus Cole for the NXT Championship in Phoenix if we're going to do that. Well, if the other team wins, it also sets up the War Raiders to get a rematch with the tag titles. That's true, but I also feel that, you know, we speculated this a little while ago. What if we have heel DIY go for the tag team championship? Yeah, we did. Did, so this is kind of what I'm thinking. If we can have a heel DIY, this is what I'm, I'm predicting the heel DIY is going to happen. This is why I think Undertaker is going to win. Yeah. So if we have heel DIY, you can get the tag champs and O'Reilly and uh, Roger Strong involved. You can, and that also will set up Adam Cole against Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Championship in Phoenix. So for that reason. They're going to need a win on Sunday. I will take the Undisputed Era as well. I wish we didn't have to go 4 for 4 It just seems so obvious that that's how it's going to go out. I know, but we're probably going to differ on the uh, Survivor Series. Absolutely. Let's move on to that. So, yeah, we've basically talked enough about Survivor Series, so uh, why don't we go in on that? We'll start with the pre-show. Obviously, there's only, I think, one match. I think um, there, uh, yeah, there's only one match. So why don't we go with the uh, the 10 on 10, I guess they're calling it. Uh, Raw versus SmackDown tag team match. Who do you got what? Team SmackDown because uh, Raw's tag division is uh, garbage. Unfortunately, the the Revival are a great tag team, but they're not being treated as such. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable have pretty pretty good chemistry in recent weeks, but um, I don't feel like that tag team is going to last very long. I honestly feel like that's going to be a heel turn for Bobby Roode down the line and yeah. get Chad Chad Gable over as a babyface. But but looking at the the, the the SmackDown tag team, like you got Usos, New Day, uh, Sanity, the, the Cologne room there. Um, the, uh, Where have they been? Gallows and Anderson. So, yeah, it's it seems too obvious. So I think I'm going to take SmackDown for the pre-show. Yeah, I'm going to go with SmackDown as well, just because, again, I think on paper the team just looks so much better with talent-wise. I think, like you said, you know, when it comes to Raw versus SmackDown, it's obvious Raw is going to win this pay-per-view, so you kind of have to give SmackDown something, and I think their tag team division is way better, so I'll give SmackDown this win. Okay. Uh, why don't we go with the Cruiserweight Championship as well? I'm, I'm just trying to find it here real quick because... Uh, Buddy Murphy versus Buddy Murphy, Mustafa, Mustafa Ali. Ali. Yeah, so who do you got in that match and why for the Cruiserweight Championship? I got Buddy Murphy. It's his first match since winning the Cruiserweight Championship. I think Mustafa Ali is a is the right choice for him to feud with next. Um, I don't think it's Mustafa Ali's time right now. Just Buddy Murphy is Mr. 205 Live. Keep the title in for a little while long, longer. You can have Ali and Murphy feud for a while. But I just don't think uh, Ali. I'm gonna go with Murphy. I agree. I'm going with Murphy as well. Not much explanation on this. Just won the championship about a month ago. He's rolling right now as the champion. There's not much explanation for that. They'll put on a good match on the pre-show. Yeah, no, that's great because because honestly, those two guys are the best on two of five live in my Absolutely. Opinion. So Murphy I'll, I'll take Murphy on that one. Tag team champs versus tag team champs. AOP versus the Bar. Heel versus heel. Who do you got? Um, I want to say the Bar, but I'm gonna go with AOP because they just won the tag titles. Uh, the bar could take a loss and, you know, look okay. Uh, AOP just won the tag titles, and they kind of had a wonky, like, start to the main roster. You know, they got rid of Paul Elring. I don't know why. I mean, Jake Rick Maverick is not a bad choice that they put in there, but you need to make them look strong. They just won the tag titles. And because of this, they are bigger. They're huge. <laughs> I think a little bigger than uh, Seamus and Cesaro in, to some regard. But yeah, I'm gonna go with AOP. Need to look strong. I'm gonna go with AOP as well. Again, I think these will have. I think these two teams will have great matches. I think Big Show and Drake Maverick. They'll probably get thrown out. And if that's the case, I give the advantage to the AOP. Um, I think these guys could have good chemistry in the ring. Again, all four of them are big dudes, but obviously AOP with the bigger advantage there. And like you said, they just won the tag belts. It's going to look really bad if they take a loss here. The Bar, they've been tag team champs, what, five times now? This is AOP's first run. I think they deserve to win more. On the main roster, yeah. Yeah, I will take AOP to win this match. Let's go. Seth Rollins, the Intercontinental Champion. Shinsuke Nakamura, the U.S. Champ. Who do you got? I'm going to go with Nakamura because storyline-wise, uh, Rollins has his head too involved with Ambrose. Um, he'll probably—I don't think Ambrose will come down and, and interfere with the match, but I feel like Rollins will. He, Ambrose could probably show up. His music could play, but I think Nakamura is going to take the victory. Plus, Nakamura needs it. Nakamura does, but I'm going to go with Seth Rollins here. Finally, something we differ on. That's probably why I Jeez. think I think these two 
We've been talking about this match for a couple of weeks that they're finally going to go at it. I think these two have the opportunity to steal the show, mm -hmm. where I think it'll be to the point where they might leave Dean Ambrose out of this. He has the potential to interfere, don't get me wrong. He has the potential to show up. I don't know necessarily if they're going to do that in Raw versus SmackDown, because again, we have the theory that AJ might show up, but it is for, for brand supremacy. They might hold off for one night. Well, brand yeah, supremacy can all go to hell, because when they did this in 2016, Dean was on SmackDown, Roman and Seth were on Raw, and they triple powered bomb AJ Styles. Well, that Styles. was after AJ cost Dean uh, elimination. So that was Dean just yeah, coming but, back for revenge. Yeah, but still, and I know he was shooting with AJ for the title at the time, but still, brand supremacy to hell. You're right. But again, I think it's kind of just a differ. And at the same time, you can argue that Shinsuke needs the win really bad, and he does. Seth could have some benefit from it as well, leading into his uh, feud with Dean. I'm going to go with Seth just so we can finally differ on something. Yeah. Uh, let's go with the women's Survivor Series elimination match. Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. So the team right now is for Raw, Natalia, Mickie James, Nia Jax, excuse me, Tamina, and Ruby Riot, Alexa Bliss, the captain, of course, versus Carmella, Naomi, Asuka, Sonya Deville, and a partner to probably be named on Sunday. Raw versus SmackDown. Who you got? Hmm. I want to say... A little tough. Tough to predict this one. A little tougher. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with... Uh, with uh, SmackDown. Uh, you don't know who they could possibly get for that uh, final spot. Plus, I look at... Um, I, I look at this. I'm just like... Eh. I don't know. I, I'm just going to go with a gut feeling. I feel like SmackDown... I feel like... Uh, Asuka should have a strong showing in this match. Mm -hmm. She should. I don't know if she will, but she should. She should. I think I, I agree with you. I think SmackDown goes over in this match, and it's a lot to do with, you know, Becky's hurt. We're going to rally around for her. You know, also, they, they and it's not the fact that they look like the bad girls for invading Raw, but it's one of those things where it's like, uh, they're going to invade, and, you know, Becky gets hurt. We're going to win this for her. And also, I'm kind of spoiling my prediction a little bit for later. If they're going to win this match, I think Raw will win on the other side of the women's side. So I'll take SmackDown to win the five-on-five. So let's go to the men's Survivor Series match. So we'll go Raw versus SmackDown. Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley versus The Miz, Shane McMahon, Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio, and now Jeff Hardy. Who do you got one? Let's see here. Instead of Strowman, if they win the Raw match, then Strowman gets a Universal Championship match. Did they say if they win or if he just keeps his hands off Baron Corbin? Probably if he keeps his hands up there. That's what Stephanie said. She said she said you can't touch Baron until after Survivor Series. True. So it doesn't matter if they lose or not. Doesn't matter. Okay. You went with SmackDown. Uh, let me actually let me go for. I'm gonna take Team Raw on this one. Take I'm gonna take Team Raw. I think when it comes to the to the brand supremacy, you, you just had Shane won the World Cup in controversial fashion mm. a few or last month or whatever, a couple weeks ago, actually. I think Raw is going to benefit more from this. I think you have a strong showing out of Braun Strowman. I think you have a severely strong showing out of Drew McIntyre. I can easily see those two being the, the sole survivors for Raw. Uh, they put Shane McMahon in his place for winning the World Cup. Um, I think you might get a strong showing out of The Miz where maybe it's like four-on-one or three-on-one and he holds his own. It might set up a face turn. I don't know. But regardless, I think Raw needs to win just a little more, especially after the episode comparison this week. I'll take Monday Night Raw to win this match. I'm going to go with SmackDown just to differ with you because my next few predictions are uh, pretty Raw heavy. Right. Okay. So let's go. Um, Ronda, Ronda Rousey, the Raw Women's Champion. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch's prediction or, uh, replacement to replace her uh, for SmackDown. Who do you got? Why? I got Ronda. Um, this can, uh, we've mentioned earlier, probably in the podcast, I'm kind of blanking, but we figured that this can still help set up the story later on at Mania if they still want to do Ronda and Charlotte. Um, Ronda takes the, uh, takes the win, and Charlotte, you know, it's a thing of finding her confidence again. Wins the Rumble and beats uh, Ronda at Mania. So it's a good thing to do. So I'm going to go with Ronda to take the win. I agree. Same theory. I think if Ronda were to win this match, make Charlotte tap out. I think you could see something along the lines of maybe Charlotte losing her confidence, saying I can't beat Becky, I can't beat Ronda, this and that. I'm supposed to be the best. What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? And maybe you see something down the line. If Becky's a face now, maybe she kind of helps her throw it. I don't know, especially if we're going to have the four horsewomen match down the line. This will set up Ron, This will set up Charlotte winning the Rumble and saying, I want Ronda Rousey again 
main event of WrestleMania. That's where Ronda's finally going to put Charlotte over. But in this case, last-minute circumstances, uh, Becky gets hurt, Charlotte's the replacement. Now we have a way to get Ronda over in this match. I'll take Ronda Rousey as well. And finally, the match that was changed dramatically last night, the Universal Champion Brock Lesnar, the WWE Champion Daniel Bryan. Who do you got, and more importantly, why? Brock, because he's Brock. I mean, there's not there's not much to say that he he's going to be dominant. They're going to do the same thing again. Uh, have him win, have him beat people until he finally drops the title to whoever that will be. Maybe it's Braun Strowman, maybe it's Drew McIntyre, maybe it's Seth Rollins. I don't know, but I, I really Brian should get the win, but it, it's going to be Brock. Daniel Bryan via disqualification. Okay. I think. I think these two are going to tear the house down in this match. I think Daniel Bryan has a lot of the potential that AJ had last year to make Brock look very good in the ring. I think, don't get me wrong, I think there's going to be domination in this match. I think Daniel Bryan is going to get his ass kicked. Don't get me wrong. I think at one point in the match, Daniel Bryan will probably have him in the yes lock, if we're still going to call it that during this heel turn. AJ is going to come out, assault Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan gets the win disqualification. And Brock Lesnar just leaves both of them laying in the ring lifeless. That's how I think this will end. But regardless, with purposes, Daniel Bryan will get the win via DQ. Okay. So that way, Brock doesn't look weak, and Daniel Bryan can get the win over Brock. Okay. I so, like it. Interesting theory. I think that's how it plays out. And I'm you also and you also make Brock optimistic. look strong by taking both of them out to probably end the show, or at least set the five-on-five, five, which now will probably be the main event. Yeah, most likely. All right, so that'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Great stuff today, CJ. Very good. We'll be back next week with a fallout of TakeOver War Games and Survivor Series. I'm sure we'll have a final battle coming up in a couple of weeks. We'll start previewing that show probably beginning next week. Middle December. Final Middle battle's on my birthday. It is. Happy birthday. See, what are you, 45 now? Or? Shut up. I'll be 25. <laughs> 25? That's not bad. That's your, that's your last big birthday, probably. Well, then there's 30. Well, then, there's well, 25 is the last big young one, right? And then 30 is like, I'm yeah. getting old. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then before you know that, you're dead. Um, anyway. Wow, very uh, morbid. Very, exactly. very morbid. So regardless, where are we talking? Oh, Final Battle. <laughs> so we'll, t- we'll start previewing the card for Final Battle next week. We'll start talking a little bit more New Japan as we start heading into Wrestle well, Kingdom. Well, we'll see if the Final Battle card will be released at that point. Um, well, we'll start speculating. We're, we're we coming start, up on a couple of weeks. We can speculate. We can speculate. Right. So that'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Make sure to follow us on our social media as well as uh, my personal SoundCloud where all of our uh, episodes are released at TNAWP on Twitter and the Not Another Wrestling Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. So I'm follow sure. our personal Twitters and Instagrams and all that stuff too. Exactly. So this has been the Not Another Wrestling Podcast for Sean McChesney and CJ Palmasano. We went long today. Back next week. We'll see you next time.